Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 194. Initially, this podcast was to be was transferring some audio over from a Facebook live video I did, your host, David Palermo, on Facebook Thursday morning. I can't count. Anyways, so pretty much, how can the Bills beat the Chargers? And, um, you know, little preview, but more focused on what can the Bills do for themselves to have a shot against the Chargers. But as I sit here, about two hours ago, I got a notification on my phone that the Bills have released my man, Jeremy fucking Curley. So I'm like, all right, really? And they, uh, you know, has signed defensive tackle Robert Thomas from the practice squad. Oh, fucking K. Well, all right. Who knows? I'm not the coach of the team, and it should be interesting to get into. All right. So right off the bat, I'll give you a few fresh thoughts before the video, which was... uh, getting back to the basics for the bills pretty much so if you haven't found the video it's on facebook live it's pretty sweet if you like looking at people sit there talking with their hands into a microphone with shit in the background just to make the room look busy i guess if that's what you're really into i guess the facebook live video is for you but for me, I frankly don't give a fuck. I like audio, and I usually listen to pressers in audio. I like radio, you know, so I can do other shit. But if you want to look at my ugly ass, <laughs> you can get on Facebook and subscribe on fucking Facebook. And you'll get a notification, I think. I don't know how this shit works. If I go live. If not, check. I'm sure you missed something. And then tell your friends about it. God, it's a hard operation to run here. Got a numb Bills fan fantasy league this year we're doing. Thanks, Mike Smith. So, real quick, thoughts on Jeremy Curley being released. Like, okay, I don't know. I thought Jeremy Curley clearly would be a very, 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 very smart person to have on the damn team. Like, I don't know. Last I checked, the Bills have, like, no offensive production. So... I think it would be a great idea to maybe have a guy who will be in the right spot at the right time on the roster when he's running routes. But who knows? Maybe they just favor, uh, you know, their matchup defensively. We're going to stop Phillip Rivers from just throwing 400 yards on us. So, you know, we don't need points here. All right. Well, I don't know. I'm not the coaches. I don't get paid to do the job. And at this point, I've already flipped my table over five times. I'm done setting it back the fuck up. So at this point, I'm ready to take the torch to the table. Had a client out my way go, hey, uh, I go, hey, I need fans for your base in the drop. Oh, I got a 20-foot flamethrower. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about with my fucking table right now. So in the bills I trust, it's not, this is where, you know, hey, it's not my job. Their bills are only 0-1. Even if they are 0-2, they're mathematically still in it. And I will ride this the fuck out till they are mathematically not in it because it is football. Stranger things have happened. Think about the craziest storylines ever. 
How many times have teams gone 4-0 and then just shit on themselves, then the next year just shit on themselves all over again, and then the coach is gone, you know? But the Bills, we're in a great position as Bills fans or whoever's listening because Josh Allen is ready to go. As in, he's starting, they don't have another option, and I'm pretty damn stoked to see what this kid can do. I am really stoked on it. I told you from the jump, if you've been following along, why the fuck is Nathan Peterman on the fucking roster? And now everybody's like, oh, man, maybe if they had an established vet. No, you should have just started Josh Allen. The offensive line, it sounds like a great line for Josh Allen to be used to. Sounds like a mess for him, like in Wyoming. It sounds like a good line for a guy like Tyrod Taylor Taylor to be under where, you know, he runs away from the shit (laughs) pretty much, right? In a nice way, he can manage through the shit and still get some yards with his legs. I I don't mind Josh Allen picking up yards with his legs. If the kid had 35 yards rushing this game against the Chargers, you heard it here first, I would not be shocked. But I really feel that if the Bills can just game plan – a simple damn game plan like give LaShawn McCoy the fucking ball, it should open up play action for Josh Allen, which is an easier situation because now you're getting the defenders to at least freeze for a nanosecond. And if you don't know what a fucking nanosecond is, it's not a lot of time. But that's the kind of windows you got in a professional sports league. That said, you know, There's no Joey Bosa this game for the San Diego Chargers. San Diego, I keep saying that. The L.A. Chargers. Why the fuck are they in L.A.? Anyways, another topic. So, the Bills should be able to do some damage on paper. uh, And in the video, you'll see I actually read some stuff from Joe Vescalia's article at WKBW. I think that's the station name. Sorry, Joby. But, um, you know, he actually pointed out that Vlad Dukas had a really good game minus his two holding penalties okay but look let's all calm down watch the game well me i'll calm down and let's see what happens at the home opener tomorrow should be fun as in like hot and there's three like december games i believe this year so i really hope you know it's the Chargers. Every year you think Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers, and he crushes. But Phillip Rivers has always been the guy to me that you can make an argument that when you do have the franchise quarterback, you don't win championships, okay? And that's the fucking truth. You need a team. And if you're going to draft a young quarterback, support the kid. Put pieces around him. Maybe a veteran quarterback that they can lean on. When times get tough, when they're in the film room, there's only so much access to coaches. And now you're telling me, "Mm, okay, you get where I'm going with this. It's like, let's set up these guys the best they can for the team. So, you know, Phillip Rivers, they've had some really tough breaks, the the Chargers over the years, like really tough breaks. And, um, you know, whether it's injuries offensively you know it's just I don't remember them ever really always having like a decent defense so for me you know I think the Bills to be favored by so much going into Buffalo the Chargers it's crazy 
It's more than a touchdown, I believe, the spread. It was at eight points as I checked, but that was like a couple days ago. And maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about here. So I think I'm going to try to call my dad. And he's into this gambling stuff. Great time to walk around, dog. Great time. Thank you. It's not like I'm podcasting. Okay. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the video audio thing here if you're checking it out before the game but i still think it's relevant for the future of the bills which is let's uh keep it simple stupid thank you so in the notes i have are really i had to reset the clock in my head and go going into the ravens game what did i expect to see so what i wanted to see with the ravens going into it is Brian Dable, we're talking mismatches. Love it. Absolutely love it, right? We're talking an offense that hasn't been, you know, a lot of a lot of people saying out there, hey, you know, this could be the, the most creative offense since Changeli, trying to work with the pieces you got, right? So kind of like thinking about it, and I'm like, all right, well, The number one mismatch the Bills have is LaShawn McCoy. If you're the Baltimore Ravens and you're preparing for the Buffalo Bills, don't you expect to try and stop LaShawn McCoy? And the dude had like seven touches or carries, whatever, however you want to put it, for like 21 yards. So... What I'm saying is the Chargers don't have Joey Bosa this week, pretty sure, right? So, you know, Patrick Mahomes did a pretty decent job in his opener. Kareem Hunt, pretty solid against the Chargers defensive line. When the dust settles and you find out what happened with the offensive line, reading stuff from, say, Joe Biscalia, CoverOne.net, I could say those two things, all right? And I, there's other people who break down, like, who had a good game, you know, saying, like, Harrison Phillips was the best defensive lineman, but then other people are like, it's Shaq Lawson. We'll get into that, but... It seems like Vlad Dukas, Joe B was saying, was actually, minus his holds, was actually, like, the best offensive lineman. And as Joe Biscalia calls it in his article um, on WKBB, I believe it is. Let me see here. Uh, yes. So, yeah, WKBW. So, you know, I want to give the guy some credit here. But he has a really nice piece up there, and... It kind of opened up my eyes a lot to maybe, you know, maybe I overreact a little bit. Maybe I went a little crazy. But it also just takes a minute, you know. You just got to let the dust settle because, to me, the team looked like you couldn't have had an offseason and been just fucking fine. And you just shit all over yourself. You got, you know, shit dripping out your diaper, down your leg. Not cool. I want to see people play some, like, competitive football. Not just be out there and having a good time. 
you know, because I want to see more of those, like, nice Lorenzo Alexander hits on dude by sidelines. No, you're not catching the rock, son. Not here. You know, and that guy just goes hard, goes hard in the paint. Lorenzo Alexander is probably my favorite bill right now. I got to be honest with you. You know I love the vets. Back to the topic at hand. Anyways, don't know how I got down that, that trail. But when you when you look at the Bills, feature LaShawn McCoy. Feed him the rock. All right? Deion Dawkins, I love that kid's attitude. He's probably my second favorite Bill right now. Like, that kid's attitude's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget this list, so don't quote me on this list. I'm just riffing here. But, you know, Ryan Groy, I don't know what happened to him. He just went, I'm just hoping that, I'm thinking that Ryan Groy and John Miller had such a bad game that they can't repeat that performance. And really, I think the Bills can't outsmart themselves. And you have to give Eric Wood a lot of credit for all the checks he would make at the line and all the adjustments he would he would make. You know, because I don't know how Ryan Groy is with that stuff I'm not a coach you know what I mean but I think that could also be a big you know you're going against a a very experienced Ravens defensive line so that team has been stable there's something about stable teams you know um but I think if the Bills just keep it simple let Josh Allen play within himself let LaShawn McCoy run the ball I mean isn't that like part of the thing here like let's mask what we're bad at okay run the ball you have LaShawn McCoy you don't need a great offensive line with LaShawn McCoy he makes adjustments he makes people miss that's his thing like I I don't understand why there's fans who are just accepting having a bad year oh it's no big deal (laughs) just simmer down dude these these scouts are great. The Bills just have a lot of dead cap. Okay. The Bills have no talent. All right? And the people they brought in, we went over this. They got to perform. I got to see them. There's some big cap money out there. So, think about that. A lot of dead cap, a lot of things. And LaShawn McCoy is on their team, and he's not even featured against the Ravens. That needs to happen like like now because LaShawn McCoy is the mismatch he is the biggest mismatch of anybody of anybody Calvin Benjamin no he don't even count he does not even count LaShawn McCoy runs the ball well you do the typical football shit which is oh play action oh we got ya well yeah it, it I honestly think it's that simple like I really think it's that simple Play action's great, man. Like, how many times have you seen these quarterbacks play action stats? Okay, well, you want a pattern like what Josh Allen is comfortable with if you're a smart fucking coach? Well, if Wyoming was such a disaster, well, welcome to Wyoming and Buffalo, okay? The line really underperformed, or did they perform to where you expect? Except when you find out Vlad Dukas was the best one on the line, or some people think, as in Joe Vescalia, and he's the punching bag guy. You know, as he calls him. So, maybe not. But I think it's really that simple. A lot of the quarterback stats are great off of play action. 
You know, get Josh Allen out of the pocket. Fuck the pocket, I guess. I don't know. Get creative. Maybe run some screens. Take advantage. I was so disappointed to hear from Sean McDermott and to, to see Brian Dable's offense, you know, even within 20 points, you know, like so boring. Like not even I, – I don't want to say boring. You're not going to show your playbook when you're getting blown out. There's no reason to, to give them more tape. It, it was just really simple at the second half for, for the Bills offense. But I expected a lot more. I expected screens. I expected, frankly, common sense. LaShawn McCoy's on your team. Give him the ball. Okay? And, and that just opens up everything. It opens up your receivers. That You know, that opens up the middle of the field. Eventually, I mean, what do you want? If you run LaShawn McCoy, they're going to come down a little bit. I, I, I don't understand. Like, and, and McCoy can make adjustments. Whenever he gets the ball, he averages a lot of yards. But if you're getting a holding penalty and you get the, the the calls back, you know, whatever, it's just I hope this team is regrouped and focused and they come out offensively and, and don't ask Josh Allen to do too much. But I think he is smart enough to, to be fine because I'll be honest, all that shit we hear about with Josh Allen, oh, yeah, yeah, his, his footwork is atrocious. He's not going to hit the broadside of a barn. So, yeah, on paper, analytically, I'm like, yo, if this kid doesn't check out and he's got these mechanical things to work out, how many times do you guys have that shit worked out? And in Buffalo, he's going to be, this is my thought before the draft, what, or, or at the draft, is, in Buffalo, he's going to be shoved into a starting lineup way too soon. And look, worst case scenario for a quarterback in Buffalo, this is it. This is this was like my worst case scenario, which is you bring a quarterback into Buffalo who's unprepared. The quarterback's coach, David Culley, they're like, what are you doing? Your project, Nathan Peterman, I don't know whose call it is. I don't know if Dave even has a choice here, but if his label's a quarterback's coach, I'm dropping the hammer. It, it's okay. Your, your product, Nathan Peterman, can't do shit, like a zero quarterback rating. That's fucking impossible. And he's still on the team and not cut. Like, why are you not cutting Nathan Peterman? Like, oh, he can't run the offense. How about you take your stupid fucking fifth-round pick for Adrian McCarron and trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick after game fucking two and get your head out of your fucking ass if you want a backup? Like, that would be kind of cool. I would do that. Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. But, like, I still want to win fucking football games. So if the game eventually is too big for Josh Allen, I would still like to win. Like, is that crazy? Is that crazy? I want to, like, win. It's happened before. Wild shit's happened. Everybody, there's there's 16 teams that have a loss right now, okay? The problem I have with the loss is 16 games are very fucking precious, and especially an AFC loss against a team where the differential is so fucking huge by how much you lost by the Ravens. It's... It's really not good if you're in contention with them for the playoffs at the end of the wire like they were last year. You know, so for me, it's common sense on offense. Work at your strength. Your strength is LaShawn McCoy. Open up some play action. Let Josh Allen run with the ball. Let him do his thing. Let him adjust. Because when Josh Allen went in there, I thought he adjusted to the pocket and lack thereof at times, and when their whole right side of the line's falling in his lap, I thought he adjusted very well. Really, I, I really did. And he he 
made some lemonade out of lemons he had to work with there. You know, these receivers like Calvin Benjamin, you got to catch the ball. Like, yo, why are you fucking jumping, Calvin, every time the ball comes at you? You're like nine feet tall. Isn't the whole, like, when I think of A.J. Green, I'm just thinking about these houses. You know, like, way up there. Wee! You know, just on the ground. Wee! Not. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? Like, why? And then you, you, like, trap the ball. Like, what is this, your first day catching anything? What the fuck? And then Zay Jones' mom is busy telling, uh, replying to Sal Capaccio on Twitter, if anybody missed it, I guess. I didn't see it, but what I heard on the radio is that Zay Jones has to, like, pretty much, his mom came on Twitter and was allegedly, his mom was on Twitter saying that, like, Zay Jones has to, like, tell Calvin Benjamin where to line up and all that shit. What? So, for me... I expect a bounce back here from Zay Jones, okay? Again, how much worse could you get? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I just mean, like, there's a hell of a lot of fucking pressure in the NFL. And I have a lot of empathy for the kid. I always have. Always have. Because I I think this whole just tough it up, you're not allowed to have feelings thing is a bunch of bullshit when you're a professional athlete. Because they're fucking people, too. Okay? And what most people watching the sport or professional sports don't get is most of us will never have that kind of money where we can actually question how important is this stupid fucking football gig? So, I, you know, so I can't really shit on players when, you know, or even GMs when, when they say the stuff like, hey, they got to love the game. Like, you have to love football. So back to loving football. Defensively, I think the Bills can do a lot better Harrison Phillips what an impressive performance I got to give that kid a, a, a shout out you know you know I love the wrestlers okay that's why I like Sean McDermott I really do but just be fucking honest with me Sean McDermott okay because I've been calling it since you got here and to the fans here like yo your shtick of fucking process is going to be old and I think for the first time his Wednesday press conference was it yeah, he didn't say process. No fucking process shit. I think I'm thrilled. I got to go back and listen to the tape. And then maybe write down in my notes what I got to do <laughs> to see if about the process. So, like, only thing I'm asking for is from Sean McDermott is I, 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 I like press conferences. I like to have answers because I like to learn about the game. And I know that might sound corny. Oh, what are you going to learn from a presser? Well... People had different philosophies. Everybody, you know, my father's best quote of my life is, everybody fucks differently. And the Bills have had a lot of fucking coaches. So it's awesome. Like, I learned a lot from Chan Gailey, you know. Learned a lot from Doug Marone. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, it's just, honestly, I feel like you, you learn things from, from guys like, Rex Ryan too even though he was a joke to a lot of people um I think what you can do is really pick up their philosophy on on stuff you know and some coaches are good at actually educating the fan base and, and I think that McDermott is just frankly behind and like 
I don't know. Mike, Mike Shope on uh, Shope and Bulldog had a great quote one time. And it was, and he's been saying the Bills have been behind and everything for a long time. So I'm in parallel thought with that. But he said if you wanted the Bill Parcells guy type coach, you got him. You're not getting to Sean McVay. Like, this is Sean McDermott is going to be this, like, Bill Parcells uptight. Like, I said when they got Sean McDermott, expect, like, myself, I said, expect Bill Belichick like press conferences. He's going to give you nothing. Okay? And and I understand, hey, we want to win games. But, dude, I'm bored as fuck, man. You're leaving me with nothing to talk about. And then you've had all off season, and your team can't look anything worse since, like, what, forever? That was, like, the worst Bills loss. They say it's, like, the second worst. No, that was, like, the worst. Because at least the first worst Bills loss, like, they scored a touchdown. Okay? And when your team has had all offseason and this whole trust the fucking process, and then you don't want to own up to it, yeah, well, welcome to fucking Buffalo. Welcome to Rochester, New York, upstate New York. Welcome to the great fucking lakes area, okay? Welcome to the Rust Belt. Real is fuck here. This ain't fucking clown college, all right? Give it to the fans real. Give us something, man. Like, you're a bright coach. You're organized. Like, I, I respect you as a man, dude. Like... You're a good dude. You seem like a really good dude. You know, I love wrestlers. The wrestlers I have the most respect for out of any fucking athlete in, in, in high school, especially, or even fucking college. I respect the wrestlers the most. The dedication to mentally not, like, eat when you're surrounded by marketing for food. It was the hardest thing. I would, like, tape garbage bags around my body and, and run around the fucking neighborhood to lose weight. And I couldn't even watch TV because, like, a Burger King commercial... You know, I remember just having to drop like 10 pounds overnight one time because wrestler came down with like ringworm and I'm behind the kid who goes to like states like, uh, why is your weight up 10 pounds? Oh, I don't know. Like I have no fucking shot. <laughs> like any given Sunday, my ass and wrestling. Nah, man, this kid's good. Like I'm here for the support. All right. I'm the warm fucking body. I understand my role on this team, but like, you know, so I respect McDermott and, and, and we got to this McDermott thing off of Harrison Phillips, so I am going to round this out to you. Harrison Phillips is a technician. Wrestlers are technicians. Sean McDermott is a technician. I'm sure Sean McDermott does have a process. I'm really sure he does. But the fucking problem is, is I don't, he might have too much control. He might like want things to go too perfectly. And I'm learning with business and other things in life to, to, to let go because when I let go, I'm noticing more opportunities and even better opportunities might come about. And it really isn't a tire fire. It's just a fatalist attitude. Okay. If you think it's going to go wrong and you constantly put out there, you're just going to use confirmation bias for when it does. But when you actually stack it up, you know, your negative output really might not be there as much. So what I'm getting at here is Harrison Phillips and Sean McDermott technicians okay i think harrison phillips had a good game i think harrison phillips was drafted in part i think the wrestling pedigree does help and that was always the thing is talking about how good he is with his hands i'm not surprised that's just a wrestling thing so you know i just want sean mcdermott to have confidence to let his staff work or figure this out or 
whatever's going on behind the scenes because it's just really odd that Peterman is on the roster. And I'm not trying to bash on Peterman, but I'm saying it since they drafted Josh Allen. And even this offseason, like why before that, why is Peterman on the roster? He has no place on the Bills roster. Another team, he just needs another shot. Go somewhere else. Go somewhere else because here we are. We wasted an entire offseason. And maybe the defense, I'm just wondering, I'm hoping not, is the coaching that bad where the defense looks so bad that the offense is actually kind of productive on them? And, and practice? I don't know how that works. I'm not going to talk out of turn. But defensively, Harrison Phillips looks really impressive. Shaq Lawson had a very good game. Very good game. Like, really stoked on Shaq Lawson. And uh, he was a guy I talked about before the Ravens game that I think he could have a good game. And in preseason, he was stopping the run really well. Jerry Hughes got close. Kyle Williams seemed very consistent. Um, I, I ripped on Trent Murphy pretty much because he had an offsides first play. I understand, you know, you haven't practiced. You haven't done shit. There's going to be a lot of expectations on him. He's going to get crushed. I might be one, too. But you can't control injuries, and it could be uncalled for. At the same time, you know, if Shaq Lawson's a hot hand right now, let's go with Shaq Lawson and, and slowly work in, Trent. You know, like, slowly work him in there and do your thing. You know, maybe get a third of the snaps. I don't know what the rotation's going to be. They cut Adolphus Washington. I sent him a nice note. I like watching him develop, but apparently he was a fucking tire fire. That's what report is out there. So, one guy that is pretty disappointing, uh, I was talking to Drywall Tom Achille, and um, he was mentioning to me, he's like, yeah, I don't know how the fuck Starla Tule is just getting pushed around. You know, he had a lot of one-on-ones, and just a very disappointing, that one, it really hurts, because when you do the math on... Marcel Darius, and you do the math on what he can do. He can rush the passer as well. Sartule does not do any of that. Okay, and I know you get the pieces that fit what you're trying to build. I get that. But, like, when what you're trying to build is falling on its fucking face and you are already statistically worse than any coaches previous to you, Rex Ryan didn't have this many blowouts. And I'm sorry, but... A lot of people want to throw Rex Ryan, like punched at Rex Ryan, but I, I try to stay objective here. I was a fan of the dude. I'll be real with you. I was a fan of the dude. Apparently, we didn't like coaching as much or actually put the fucking effort into it that I liked. But I thought his staff was actually pretty bright and worked with what they had very well. Um, so I don't like this whole moniker about penalties. Oh, you're not going to get penalties. Sean McDermott's organized. You're not going to get penalties with this team. Bitch, please. Like, some of the worst fucking penalties I've ever seen. Like, stupid shit. Like, stupid, like, unprepared, like, shit. So, back to defense. If this team can just be fundamentally sound, like, really, stop the run. Can we start there? Just stop the run. Okay, you got Melvin Gordon. That dude's, like, pretty dope in fantasy football as far as I know. And he actually catches the ball the last couple of years, so that's pretty cool too. And I'm not even going to go through the Chargers offense. You know all about it, okay? Phillip Rivers, every year the Chargers are like a dark horse for, like, 
oh yeah let's uh i'm gonna pick the chargers and then they kind of like lose you know it's just one of those teams that just kind of underwhelms the chargers are the point that i always make when it's like yeah quarterback's important but having a bright coach is even more important and having support for your quarterback is the most important because you don't want to have Josh Allen going out there to a shaky offensive line. You don't want to have no veteran to go to. I've been hammering the table forever. Could we get a veteran that has at least a thousand yards passing under his belt and live game experience in case a shit show happens? But maybe they don't care if Josh Allen starts, which I don't care if Josh Allen starts either. Let's get him the fuck out there. You don't have all day. These players don't stay on rosters forever. Like, you really got three years to figure this shit out. Because what, year four, he actually gets good, and then year five, you know, you got the option on him, so which they'll, they'll probably take. And it's like, oh, okay. And then after that, now you got to pay him a boatload of money. You know, let's get the most production now we can out of the kid. So I keep saying defense, and I'm going back to offense here. So the linebackers played out of their fucking mind, actually. They were the strongest position group on the entire team. Um, so Lorenzo Alexander, shout out to that dude. That guy is my 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 favorite player on the Bills. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first, as Jeff Knight says. So I have this theory that like you don't need a ton of youth. You don't need a ton of vets. You need whatever. And I always hate when these these players they get developed in a certain system and there's a lot of different schemes and systems in football i mean you have 11 players in each side of the ball there's gonna be a a lot of different ways to fuck as my father says so when i look at a guy like lorenzo alexander who is who has played offensive line defensive line he's on a bunch of shit like this dude is really the prime example of what you want and he's he is an anomaly he is probably the only one in the nfl to ever do this like he won't make the hall of fame you know but if he wanted to time brady it and play for the fucking bills so he's like 45 and can stay in shape i'm in man like i really like Lorenzo alexander and he rated out um on pro football focus at a very very high grade i think like 86.6 or something so, I'm pretty stoked on Lorenzo Alexander. And I believe that was all from uh, 86.5. And that's from cover1.net, which the article is Buffalo Bills Studs and Duds Week 1 versus Ravens. So, yeah, he had six tackles and not missing any tackles and playing well in coverage. Yep. So, also, another guy that looked pretty good was um, Matt Milano. You know, he looks like he's progressing well. And I can't complain about that, you know? Really can't. And Tremaine Evans, as advertised. Really as advertised. Really bright, you know? That said, we got a first-team offense that's going to be on the field now for hopefully this whole game. Uh, against the Chargers. Secondary's got to stop up. I was livid when I found out Vontae Davis was not even active, and that's a big signing. That's a big money signing, and I don't care if you're off an injury. 
I don't know what the coaches are asking him to do. I don't know what he did in his previous career, like what he was asked to do compared to what he's asked to do here now in Buffalo. Somebody smarter than me can let me fucking know. But Philip Gaines got fucking schooled. And that ain't cool. So maybe instead of only dressing four corners, you dress five and maybe drop one of those safeties off. I I would rather take like Vontae Davis, a smart football player, than like your fourth fucking safety, whoever that might be, that plays special teams, I guess. And maybe put him there. And I understand special teams is important. But I can't tell you how many times Crossman's fucked it up anyways. It doesn't matter. Okay? So, I'd rather have Vontae Davis maybe being that extra safety if you're that desperate. <laughs> like, holy shit. I think you could figure it out for a couple plays. Like, really. Let's not over-exaggerate here. So, Trey White, fine. You know, he's fine. But, again, we have a whole... At the cornerback spot, that's not addressed. There's been some cuts. Hopefully, Vontae Davis, maybe we just need to sit him, and it's part of the process. And we watch practice. You're not here. And I guess he's been awful, you know? I mean, we've been talking about it. But I'd rather have an awful vet, I think, than, like, some young kid... at least had the option to go to the vet than some young kid getting torched because I love these players that are vets because they can they're they're smart between the ears you know and they can make up a little bit for not having the step you know think Ray Lewis think Ed Reed think about the players at last Lorenzo Alexander just a smart really really smart football player and when I hear things about the team like Zay Jones has to read Calvin Benjamin like help him out like where to like line up Calvin take some notes man your coach is Sean McDermott bro fuck so yes the Bills will have a bounce back week how did they not the Ravens could have dropped fucking 65 points on them but (laughs) Harbaugh's like no 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 we coach with Andy Reid together I can't do that I can't I just I'm a good guy so Anything else in my notes? No pun there. Um, I want to talk. Uh, Jeremy Hurley got some targets in the beginning of the game. Zay Jones was on the field a lot. He had the most snaps out of any wide receiver. And uh, that's actually how the thread for Sal Capaccio got started. Is Somebody asked, how is that even possible? And, yeah. So then Zay Jones made comments on that saying, dude, has to, her son has to... Show Calvin Benjamin how to play football. Great. So, Calvin, you should be having a big week this week, dude. Okay? Wish you the best. Looking forward to it. All right? So, let's review, and then I'll check the comments if anybody actually watches this shit. So, how the Bills win against the Chargers? Feature LaShawn McCoy. Run some play action. Get this shit going. All right, let's see some screens. Let's let's hit a target. How about like three screens? You can use a screen anytime, okay? When it's like second and 24, how about not a draw? 
every single time. How about maybe... I know a draw can be a smarter play. I'm not saying it's not. But let's be a little bit like... uh, Have a pulse. I think Zay Jones, if he's that smart, I think he could actually have a decent year. He's on the field a lot. The Bills need route runners. But I think Charles Clay... Or Kroom, whoever that tight end might be. You don't know yet. Right? Charles Clay, kind of disappointing. Like, dude, you got to catch a fucking ball. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, But the tight end should be Josh Allen's best friend. That's the safety valve. So make it happen, Bills. Let's go. Keep it simple, stupid. Defense. Stop the run. That fucking simple. Get to Phillip Rivers, even if you just knock the old dude around a little bit. Get him fear. Like, send the house. If he's going to carve you up anyways, if he starts carving you up, just send the house. I mean, does it really matter? It's Phillip Rivers. So, it's Bills can, you know, defensive line can really just step up and the linebackers can maintain their level. I think we have a very, very, very that the Bills have a very, very good shot at staying within a competitive range here because the spread. They're San Diego's or LA's coming in with a the Chargers are coming in with like a, a I think more than a touchdown spread. I think it was like eight points at one time, and they're coming all the way from Los Angeles. It's ten o'clock their time. They play a one o'clock game, and they're favored that much at home in Buffalo. It could be a disaster. I don't know, but I do know. I don't think it's. We we have fifteen more games. Sixteen teams are zero one. I've already shit a brick, but there's nowhere else to go but up from here. So I say we look at it like that, and we have a good time. So let's see. They can't want Manny Bacho. You need to let Josh Allen run free. That's right, Josh. I agree, man. Just let him do his thing. Like, let him just do his thing. Sean Rivera. Yeah, we should have ran Allen into once on day one. Sean, I've been saying that. You got the kid. Play the fucking kid, dude. You know, just play him. He clearly is... A lot better than what they have on the roster. And that's by the Bills design. So, again, thank you for tuning in. Um, Looking forward to seeing what happens week two here. The Bills can... I think these are very simple mistakes to clean up. And I just think it happens to be more of a coaching philosophy. Um, I had the wrong game plan. Don't forget LaShawn McCoy's on your team. Stop thinking so much. Let them stop what you're good at. Let them Do what you're good at. LaShawn McCoy, you can put a bunch of fucking tires out there and just a couple obstacles, some traffic cones. He'll figure out a way to to get around people if traffic cones are his offensive lineman. He's got it. So LaShawn McCoy opens up everything else offensively. And it's this whole creative shit, let's see it. Let's go, Brian Dable. Let's go. Leslie Frazier, you got way too much experience for your defense to fucking suck. Get it together. Linebackers, great job. All right, special teams, I don't know, man. I really don't know. I don't know. Okay, take care. Punter look good. 
Minus a drop punt thing. Too bad for him. But it's expected when you do something like, I don't know, do what everybody says is fucking crazy. Like, get a guy who's never played an NFL snap even in, like, preseason punting the ball, and you just start him week one. Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll hold the, he'll hold the ball for a kicker. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. Oh, okay, Bills. Anyways, follow along. I'm your host, David Palermo. Um, Numb Bills fan everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, as you see here. And if you're on the podcast feed, thank you for tuning in. And uh, this has been the preview. So, actually, it's more like what the Bills could do better show and game plan to win the game. And I think if they fundamentally stick to those things, run the rock, play action, stop the damn run, and get a little pressure. I know he's just done and done. I'm Philip Rivers. I understand he's a technician. He's going to carve you up. I'm not a coach. But look competitive, Bills. As always, PunchDrunkSports.com. Follow them at PunchDrunk. We're brought to you by that. We are part of the PunchDrunk Sports Podcast Network that is coming soon to you. And, uh, yeah, DumbBillsFan.com has everything else, too. See it.